Hi, and welcome back to Bird is the Word podcast. I am back yet again with another story. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you guys so much for all of the feedback on my stories about Solomon. I appreciate it so much. You guys loved the story about Solomon. Um, and all of your feedback, I got so many comments that this is your favorite episode and it was honestly so far, it's been one of mine too. Um, and that means so much to me and I really need that because it motivates me and, and gives me, it just lights the fire in me to keep going. And like, it reminds me that like, I'm growing with this podcast and that this journey, I'm not alone. And I just appreciate y'all so much for telling me these things. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Because again, I'm new to this just like everybody else. If this is your first time, you know, hearing Bible stories, same, you know. And again, I kind of have like a general perspective from growing up in the church. But like, you know, as an adult, it's different. And, you know, translating it as like an adult, um, it, it's just different. So I really appreciate that and it just really lights my fire and gets me going. So thank you guys so much. You know, that episode, that story was very hard for me to tell and you guys can hear it um, in, you know, the way that I tell it. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. It's a really good one. Um, and yeah, I just thank God for creating this community for me, for creating this community for you guys because I feel so blessed to just be able to be my most authentic self with y'all on this podcast like I literally turn this mic on and I just go for it and um I let the Lord you know take over and it's a funny story because okay we're gonna get into it in just a minute um as always don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at bird is the word podcast um for all the updates all the posts um and Another little announcement, I'm working on creating a website. Um, I feel like it'll be another user-friendly thing for us to like communicate on. Um, kind of, you know, browsing a few different options right now as far as pricing goes. If you have any suggestions, please let me know. I'm, you know, debating between a few. But yes, I will be trying to create a website. I um, kind of have been inspired to start Bird is the Word podcast ministries. Um, so I've got some ideas brewing. Stay tuned for that. I will definitely keep everybody in the loop. Um, and yeah, okay, let's get back to it. Sorry, I had a little announcement. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I um, originally planned to do this story last night and I came into the room in where I do all my podcasts and I turned on the mic and I started talking and I talked for about eight minutes and I wasn't feeling it. I don't know what, what it was. I can't explain it, but I was like, nope, not doing this. I'm done. And I, again, I talked for eight minutes and I deleted it. And I don't know, God was like, go to sleep, girl. Like we, we gonna revisit this tomorrow. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know what happened. I just, I didn't, I don't know if I lost inspiration or the Lord wasn't ready for me to talk about it yet. Um, but then this morning on my way home from the gym, well, so last week on Friday, um, if you know me or you follow me, um, I work out a lot. Um, I work out every single day and I work out early in the morning. So I get up at about 4.30. I leave the house at about five o'clock in the morning. I know I'm literally psychotic, but I don't have kids. So it's easier for me. <laughs> um, and so I, again, I work out every single day. And last Friday, um, for some reason, I slept in and I've been, you know, I do this thing where like if I don't, if if my body's sore or I don't want to get up, I try to listen to my body and cater to my needs um, physically and mentally. And uh, for some reason, I didn't get up. 
Um, I woke up and it was 5.15 a.m. And at that point, I'm not going. I have to get up. I have to get ready. Like, I need to be on the treadmill at a certain time. Like, it's a lot. So I was like, I'm not going. And I was pissed. I was mad. I was like, I woke up. I was like, oh, I needed a gym. Like, I didn't want to gym on Saturday. And here I am because I had plans on Saturday. And um, so I didn't gym, right? <laughs> um, well, that morning, there was a... <clears throat> sorry it's it's early right now and I gotta clear my throat <laughs> um there was a very very deadly accident on the same highway on 35 going the same exact way that I go in the mornings um literally at the same time that I drive it was deadly there were three cars that literally burned up and I saw a video on how the accident happened and the lane that it happened in one of the cars was the car that caused the accident was driving on the wrong side of the highway kind of like on the side um and I'm always in that left lane in the morning because I'm hurrying up you know what I mean like I'm just trying to get there um I really don't like being on the highway and um three people were killed four people were killed and it was a disaster it was the cars were on fire and it was just a reminder for me who really controls the universe um and because I slept in I could have very well been in that accident. It, I mean, very well. I could have been part of it. I could have been the person that caused it. I could have maybe had some debris. I could have been some part of this accident, this deadly accident that people were killed in. And I slept in. And again, you've heard me say this before. Nothing in life is coincidental. It's just not. And bless those people that passed away. My God, that's just tragic. Um, I don't know who they were. We don't know if they were drunk. We'll never know because they literally burned to shreds. And that could have been me. And God kept me asleep. You know what I mean? And it literally, on my way home from the gym this morning, I got a little emotional because, so I went to the gym this morning and I drove on the front of the road because I was freaking out a little bit. I was in my mind. And I, that's, I shouldn't have been that way. I needed to be strong in the Lord. Um, and then when I got out the gym, he kind of <clears throat> spoke to me in, in such a way because I was thinking, wow, who really controls this universe? God. And I don't know if those people that were killed were walking with the Lord. I don't know what they had going on in their lives. I pray for them and I just pray that they're in heaven with, with our Lord above. But when you're walking with the Lord, fear nothing. There is nothing to fear. And, and I drove this morning in fear, you know, and, and that is not of God. And I, on the way back from the gym when it was daylight, I, you know, I was reminded by God who controls the universe, who controls my life, you know, and I, I don't know when I'm going to die. Um, the, thought, the thought of death has been scary for me in the past. It's not anymore because I know where I'm going. But um, I truly believe that when God is finished with me, he will take me. I don't know when that is. Um, but dodging death like that, I've done it so many times in my life. I know who controls this universe and I know who controls my life. And when you're walking with the Lord, there is nothing to fear. We're on his timing. We're on his plan. And I just feel so blessed to be here. And I thank him for keeping me asleep on Friday, even though I was mad. He was like, girl, mm -mm, it ain't your time. Stay off the highway. And I did. <laughs> and so here we are, another podcast story, right? <laughs> okay, so I had to talk about that because it kind of goes into, you know, God's favor in our lives. Depending on, you know, who we are, what we're doing, when we're serving him, we're going to talk about it. 
So we are in the book of 1 Kings still. We are in chapter 16. This is after Solomon's death. And, um, you know, the book of 1 Kings, it does, it's exactly what it is. It talks about the kings. So um, in, in like the lineage of the kings. And so in chapter 16, we learn about King Ahab. And the Bible describes him as an evil king. He worshipped other gods. He worshipped the god Baal. I don't know how to say it. It's B-A-A-L. Baal. I don't know. I'm not good with the pronunciation. Um, and he leads the people of Israel into this same like evil path of worshipping this fake god. He built temples for this god. Um, he married Jezebel, who was apparently just really terrible person in the Bible. We're going to get to her because I'm still doing my research. Um, you know, he was doing things that were not of the Lord. And of, we've seen already, we've talked about several kings in the past, and these kings were all, you know, men of God. You know, some of them rebelled, Solomon, um, Saul, we ain't gonna get into it. <laughs> but, you know, um, if you've, you know, been listening to my podcast, you know we've been talking about these kings have been like men of God, have been guided by the Lord. And here we have King Ahab leading the Israelites, God's people, into turmoil, into, you know, this evil path of worshiping a God that is just not our God. It's not real. Um, and so we get into chapter 17 and we're introduced into Elijah the prophet. Um, he's introduced as a prophet. Um, and I believe he is a, he is from Gilead. Yes, he's from Gilead. And so we know that he's a prophet and we're going to be talking about Elijah for the next two episodes. So get ready because we are, ex I'm excited about it. I've been reading a little more, like a little, a little further into it. Um, and so the Lord tells Elijah, um, who decides to tell King Ahab that there is going to be no, no rain <clears throat> or dew during these years, except for by my command. So this is Elijah telling Ahab, like it is not going to rain. There's not going to be any dew unless until I say, um, and this is straight from the Lord to Elijah, to King Ahab, the one that's in charge right now, which um, causes a famine, obviously, because in these days, no water, no dew is no crops, no food. You know, we can't feed our animals. We can't. There's a lot of things. I mean, this universe since day one has revolved around water. Am I right? I mean, there is nothing. Like I said, the Bible is nothing new. If we don't have water, we don't have life. You know, and back then, they didn't have no water systems, no sewage, nothing like that. So they depended on this rain, you know, and the dew, the moisture. They needed it. It was nourishing for so many things. Um, livestock, again, agriculture. These are things that people of this time depended on. So without it, you're done. So this was set to cause a famine. Um, and so the funny thing about this, that I, when I read this, I was like, oh, wow, the, this God... Uh, the god Baal that um, King Ahab worshipped, he was the god of rain and dew. And so to me, I was like, God is shutting it down. He said, I'm going to show you who the god of king and dew is, baby. And I was like, God, tell him. Show him who's in charge. You know, I, I play too much. I know. Um, so, yeah, that is um, pretty significant that, you know, God told Elijah, you know, shut this rain down. I ain't messing with it. I love it. I'm here for it. Um, and so this was pretty bold for Elijah to just step up to this king. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking like King Ahab is probably the, I just picture him being very arrogant. I picture him as a know-it-all. Like, um, I picture him as a close-minded king just because, you know, he's so fixated on worshiping this one God, knowing the past. We, I know he ain't dumb. I know he knows who the real God is. Um, you know, we all make our own decisions. Am I right? 
So this was his decision. So I think that this was very bold for Elijah to do. And it's probably kind of risky. I feel like you could get killed stepping up to the king like this. But then again, when you're with the Lord, fear nothing. Am I right? So Elijah's like, I'm going to do what God said. Just like I did. I did what God said and I slept in. <laughs> I stayed asleep and here I am. Um, so the Lord tells Elijah he needs to flee. He's like, you need to get out of here. Famine is coming, and um, I will provide for you. And he does. He flees to this area near the Jordan River um, where the Lord continues to provide for him. Now, again, there is a famine going on. The Lord is providing water and food for Elijah while he's on this journey fleeing away, which tells us already there is a plan for Elijah. So I'm really excited to continue talking about him. Um, and so then the Lord tells him to go to Zarephath. I can't say this city, Zarephath, Zarephath, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's Zarephath, Zarephath, we're going to go with that because of the way it's spelled, um, so he tells him to go to the land of Zarephath and stay there, um, and he tells him, there is a woman who is a widow that is going to provide for you there, and I'm like, oh, not a widow, that's sad, that means her man's died, rest in peace to him, right, <laughs> um, and so Elijah goes, and he sees the widow, um, and she's gathering wood, and he calls to her to bring him a cup of water, and I'm like, okay, sir, you couldn't say hi, introduce yourself, you're just like, hey, bring me some water, like, excuse me, <laughs> where are your manners, uh, Elijah's not a gentleman, and we're not here for that, right, I was, <laughs> literally, the Bible just says that he sees her, he's like, hey, give me some water, <laughs> he's like, bring me a cup of water, girl, I'm like, okay sir do you you know different times old testament different times <laughs> and so um you know uh, he also tells her to bring him water and he tells her to bring him some bread and she looks at him and she's like with a cup of water in her hand bringing him the water she's like i don't have anything baked um so and the only thing that i have left is like a handful of flour and oil a little jar of oil and that's to prepare for myself and my son so we can eat it and then we're dying because we have nothing else left basically is what she's telling him so she's like baby i ain't got no bread for you because i don't even have any for myself and i'm like period poo we we take it it's me and my son babe i don't even know where you came from <laughs> i'm like ma'am I'm, I'm with her on that you know what i mean we have to remember you know the lord has brought upon this famine um, so she's expecting to die. She doesn't have anything else. She's doing what she can. She's got this little handful of flour and oil left. And girl, let me tell you, simple ingredients like flour and oil, I bet that bread was phenomenal. Flavorless, but that texture had to have been phenomenal. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just picturing it being really good, and I love bread, and I can't eat it. So <laughs> I'm just daydreaming about this widow's bread. Um... So yeah, she's like, I only have a handful and I'm planning on eating that with my son and then just waiting for our death because we're going to starve to death. That's terrible. That's very sad. That's very scary, um, you know, to think about. And, um, you know, again, this was a different time. And I don't know how I feel about Elijah just approaching her like, here, give me this. You know what I mean? And she obviously felt the same way. She was like, sir, but she did bring him some water. So we love her for that. She was like, here, I give you, I got water, but I don't know about the bread. We're going to talk about the bread. <laughs> um so then Elijah tells her not to be afraid. Um, she goes, he tells her like, you know what? Do your plan. I, I hear you. I see your plan. Um, but you need to first make me a small loaf of it and bring it to me. And I'm like, baby, she just said she ain't got none. She was probably like, boy, I, I picture her looking at him like, did, what did I just tell you? I don't have any. <laughs> I mean, she just told you that. But, you know, and he just came out of nowhere. Um, 
we're assuming that this lady is a follower of the Lord. There is a part here that she does say, oh yeah, she says, um, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have anything baked. So yeah, she does, she is a follower of God. So you know, we're gonna, we're just preparing ourselves for what's next and for her listening to him. So she does listen to him um, and brings him, you know, a slice, you know, a piece, a little loaf of bread and, and gives it to him before her and her son eat, which is quite a statement. Um, and so then the Lord tells um, Elijah to tell her that the flour jar will not become empty and the oil jug will not run dry until the Lord sends rain. So the Lord is going to provide for this widow and Elijah throughout this famine. And I just, that just, it reminded me of God's control over our lives. Um, and so she did what, again, she did what Elijah said and the Lord provided. Every time they looked in the jar, it was full. It, it never ran empty. And, you know, for the flour and the oil, she they never ran out. And what a statement. Like, to think that this is something, like, in our world today, this is kind of, I don't even like saying this word, but this is literally how we would see it as something kind of unreal and magical because literally flour is just appearing in your jar every day and you don't have to go to H-E-B to buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is something that is, like, unreal and miraculous. And thinking about them witnessing this is so powerful to me because I'm like, girl, you just go to sleep and wake up and there's more flour in your jar. Like, the Lord is literally in your house providing for you, taking care of you. And I'm like, okay, just because God's not doing these miraculous things like, you know, making flour appear, getting my groceries for me, doesn't mean that he's not here in my house sitting next to me as I'm talking. It doesn't mean that he wasn't with me in my bed when I stayed asleep that Friday. You know what I mean? He is. He's here. And that is just what this story, this little snippet of Elijah's life, you know, has taught me and brought out to me is like, even though we don't see him and even though, um, again, he's not getting my groceries at H-E-B for me, it doesn't mean he's not here. Just because he's not physically picking things up and doing these, what you'd call magic tricks, doesn't mean he's not here, you know? And I know that a lot of us in life are very fixated on seeing is believing. And that, that is a human trait. Do not feel guilty about that at all because I was like that too. And there are some things in my life that I feel that way about. Not in, you know, not in like pertaining to the Lord, but there are a lot of things where I'm, mm, I got to see it to believe it. You know, we are like that. We are human beings. We, you know, seeing is literally believing. It's a saying for a reason. So, you know, I, I, I get that, but we don't need to see him to believe he's there. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't see God in my room. I didn't know he was laying next to me. I thought that was my husband. But he he was in my room and he was like, uh uh, baby, you go to sleep. I just picture his hand like on my head, like, no, you're not waking up today. Um, you know, and so I got a little sidetracked there, but I, it's just the message that I pull and I'm so passionate about it because it means so much to me. Um, and so, um, you know, the, the Lord is with them and provides for them. And then um, a little time later, the son of the woman gets sick and um, ends up dying. 
And she's obviously distraught. And she asks Elijah, she's like upset. And she's like, is this what God sent you? Like, is this what God's doing to me? You're, you came here to kill my son? Like, I don't understand it. And it, it was funny to me that she blamed Elijah. Because I'm like, what did he do? Why, why he got to get blamed? You know what I mean? But hey, you know, grieving a son, I hope I never, I, I just, I cannot relate. And I hope I never do. But I would imagine you're lashing out. I mean, her and Elijah are in this house together. It's just them. Who else are you going to lash out at? You know, so many things going on. And so um, Elijah takes the boy upstairs and he's praying over him and he's crying to God and he's begging God. He's like, please bring this boy back. Um, you know, you know, please, Father God. And it says here that he um, it says here that she I forgot he stretched himself over the boy three times and cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, my God, please let this boy's life come into him again. And the Lord listened to Elijah and brought that boy back. And it's just another testimony in this story of God's control. And it was like God wanted to show this woman who was in control. As if providing them with food wasn't enough, God comes through again. And I'm like, oh my God, as if God taking care of me wasn't enough on a daily basis. He also saved me from a car accident, you know? And like, it's just... It, he's never done. That's what I got out of this is like the Lord is never done. He wasn't done providing for them just because he saved them from this famine didn't mean that the Lord's work was done. And, you know, there was there was more to it. Maybe the Lord had plans for this little boy. Maybe God wanted this woman to take this experience and tell other people. And maybe that's how this story got in the Bible. There are just so many little pieces that could be God's reasoning for why he continued to bless these people, you know, through Elijah. And we're going to get into Elijah more. And I'm very excited about it because he's a prophet and we love, I love the prophet stories. They're awesome. Um, so yeah, it, it, it just really reminded me of what happened to me and, and who really controls the universe. I think that's like literally the, the topic here. And I think that's the main message that I'm pulling here. And, you know, again, he provided for them. He was in control. There was a famine. People were starving. There was no water. But time and time again, Elijah and this widow, they was eating good. They was making bread. They had water. I mean, they, they were well. And, you know, time and time again, God provides for us in our lives. And I want you to think about that. I want you to think about you know, God blessed me last week. What's he going to bless me with this week? And he will. He never stops. You know, just waking up in the morning is a blessing. You know, your husband walking through the door, your kids being safe at school. That is God's protection. God controlling the universe. Um, and I just, I, I, again, I wanted to tell this story yesterday, but I hadn't got it yet. And, um, you know, I got the message of God providing for them. But I think that God really wanted me to put my own experience into this story of God being in control of the situation and of my life. And um, it it's upsetting and scary that, you know, we live in a time where any any minute we we risk our lives walking out the door every day. But me driving in fear this morning was not of God. And, you know, this late this widow she was fearless. You know, she, when Elijah told her, you're going to make me the bread too, she did it. And that shows her trust in God and her trust in what the Lord was telling Elijah to do, that it was going to be okay. And it, and it is, it was okay. And I, again, I shouldn't have been scared driving this morning. And then when I drove back, I, I thought to myself, like the Lord was in control of that. 
And when you're following him and you're seeking him and you're asking him, it's always going to be okay. You know, and I'm not saying that as Christians, we're not going to go through turmoil. That's one thing that um, they have talked about in our Bible study um, at church um, recently is it's not going to be easy. We're not going to not have trials and tribulations. We're not going to feel not feel pain. It's not going to be rainbows and butterflies. It's just not. The Bible is not rainbows and butterflies. The Bible is very imperfect. There are horrible things that happen in the Bible, but there are horrible things that happen today. And I, I feel like a broken record when I say that, but I can't stress it enough. It's just, it's the way of life and it's the way of humanity. And it, but at the end of the day, these people in the Bible, they followed God. They seeked the Lord. The ones that stayed on this straight path, they continued and and they prayed to him and the Lord provided and time and time again, he provides. And again, we keep hearing the same repetition, but in this story, it was like back to back. Not only did he save them from this famine, he resurrected her child. And that to me is just God's never ending love overflowing into our lives and God protected me that Friday and then protected me this morning. You know, in every morning that I get up and I'm driving on these roads at this time of, of the morning when it's dark, when there's not a lot of people on the road, when people are coming home from the clubs drunk, you know, getting on the highway, he has protected me time and time again. So it's like, maybe I don't need to focus on this one time just because there was a deadly accident that I could have been in. But every morning that I wake up and I drive at this hour, The Lord is with me right there in the front seat over my car, protecting me. And time and time again, his back-to-back blessings. And this has just taught me to be grateful and to give thanks. And if there's, you know, even on the nights that I'm too tired to say my really long prayers, which I'm a human being and it happens, I thank him for me, for Adam, my family, my friends, for y'all, for this podcast, for my church. So much to be thankful for. And, um... You know, again, when we follow the Lord, he provides. And when we do what he says and we obey, easier said than done, he provides. And that's the message that we're getting out of Elijah and the widow today. And again, we've got more to talk about in regard to Elijah. I'm real excited. Um, So yeah, I think that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really hope that you enjoyed my message and my little personal story that went with it. I'm telling you, God is good. God is in control of this podcast. Um... I, I didn't realize it until, you know, just recently that the Lord is really in control here. And the feedback that I get from y'all and you guys just being here and loving it. I love y'all. I love him. And that's it. <laughs> We're going to keep this going. And I'm going to keep serving the Lord in this way um, for all of you. And I hope that you got something out of this message. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.